welcome to the Hold Nothing Back podcast. My mission with every episode is to relay information on training, nutrition, and mindset that I wish that I had when I first started my own fitness journey. If you do like the podcast, don't forget to leave a review and let me know on the Hold Nothing Back Instagram. Without further ado, let's get into it. Hello, and welcome back to the Whole Nothing Back podcast. So today I'm with my friend and now client, Nina. Say hi, Nina. Hello. Um, and so Nina is someone that I met a couple years ago when I was working at GNC. Um, and funny story, she, she came into GNC and uh, I was asking her questions and uh, come to find out that she, she actually followed me and she was like a fangirl of mine. No, I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, so she followed me and so... We kind of just clicked ever since, and we got some workouts in, Um, and like I said, and now she's actually one of my clients, and we're still really great friends, and I wanted to have her on for this episode because she has a very similar eating history as me, where we both started out with, I don't know, like, mine's more of, like, disordered eating habits. It wasn't really an eating disorder, eating disorder, (laughs) Um, and then same thing with Nina, and I know a lot of my clients have issues with this as well, with just like their relationship with food. Um, and there's a lot of like misconceptions on the internet about like certain foods you can and can't eat. I see this all the time and it drives me crazy. Um, so I kind of just wanted to go over our experiences and how we got out of that rut. Um, and then what you can do, some tips that you can use to kind of help yourself get out of that rut. Um So without further ado, I'm going to have Nina take over and go over a little bit about her history. Okay, so I think I first noticed my disordered eating when I was in like fourth grade. Um, I was so tiny growing up that I was praised for it. And like in my head, it just made sense that like skinny meant happy and that meant that people liked me. So I think from there that kind of just stuck as I grew up and it was like, oh, well, If I'm not skinny, I'm not getting praised. And if I'm not getting praised, well, then obviously I'm doing something wrong. So I think, like, as I grew up, I just went from thinking that way and it never changed. I wasn't educated on anything. So I ended up looking on social media at the time, which was, like, Pinterest and Tumblr. (laughs) Yes, and they were terrible spots for, like, young girls because it was just filled with... Like, super skinny girls who you thought were healthy. And the friend group that I grew up with was just a bunch of girls who, you know, we wanted to be what we thought was fit. So we cut out carbs, but only ate fruit, which, if you know anything now, it's fruit is carbs, and it does not work that way. And I was just so uneducated on how to fuel my body. So I was finally sick and tired of being sick and tired And I educated myself, started following people that made actual evidence-based claims, aka Sedona. Um, (laughs) And it was from there that I started really educating myself on how to work out and how to fuel myself and how to actually feel good. And so I had a very similar story to Nina, uh, especially with the Tumblr and Pinterest, but My kind of starting out with this was um, like when I wanted to get into shape was when I was younger and I was uh, always like the bigger girl. Like my mom always said I was bigger boned, (laughs) but I was just a little chunky, probably because I would sit on the couch with my dad and eat a family size of potato chip bag um, every single night. And I would eat a box of mac and cheese because I thought there was one serving in a box of mac and cheese. Um, 
So that's when I kind of decided that I wanted to be like those skinnier girls that I saw on Tumblr and Pinterest. Um, and this is also where, I don't know, like Tumblr was just such a bad spot. I like learned about self-harm and just, it was so bad. Um, so anyway, so what I did was, is I took to Pinterest. I saw those diets where it was like restricting certain foods. You can't have sugar. You can't have this, this, and that, or you'll just blow up like a balloon. Um, and then I also started to learn my, uh, how to use my fitness pal, which is a great tool, but when done in the right way. Um, so I would literally use my fitness pal to see how little calories I could eat throughout the day. It wasn't just like trying to figure out macros. It was literally how low can I get this number every single day. And every day I would try and get it lower. Um, and so this had me like, we would, my mom and I would go grocery shopping and I would like be ready for her to catch me because I would feel dizzy. I lost my period. Um, my hair was falling out very brittle. Um, and I wouldn't even like go on vacation because I was horrified of just not being able to be on track. Um, so literally my parents would be going on vacation without me and I would be left at home um, still being homeschooled and everything. And I would just be making sure that I, you know, worked out seven days a week and all of that. Um, so I wouldn't really say it was an actual diseating, uh, diseating or... <laughs> I wouldn't actually say it was like an actual eating disorder, though, um, mostly because I didn't really see what the problem was. Um, and I just thought, OK, this is what dieting means. Dieting means that you have to be low energy. Um, you don't have a period um, because I know a lot of the time, like people were talking about it on YouTube, like girls that compete, like it's just normal for them not to have their period. Um, so, yeah, so it was just a lot of misconception. And it wasn't really until I found better YouTube channels. Um, I think Jeff Nippard was one of the first ones. Um, I can't remember a lot of them, but there was like a couple of actual like guiding lights in the fitness industry um, that showed me, hey, this isn't the best way to do it. There's better ways to do it. And that's kind of um, what sparked it from there. Um, yeah. So like seeing disordered eating and eating disorders on such a spectrum so like you didn't see it as a problem whereas like I knew what I was doing I was like man like I shouldn't be eating this little but I didn't know how to pull myself out of it because I thought if I wasn't skinny and I wasn't starving myself then there was no way that I was ever going to be happy yeah totally I feel the same way um so I guess now that we have kind of like the history of like what happened with us um, and, you know, maybe you can relate to some of the things that we said. I'm sure a lot of you can relate to some of the things we said, especially if, you know, you're our age. We're both 21. Um, and this was kind of I don't know about for you, but like this was in like my teenage years, the early teenage years. Um, so anyway, so now that we got that covered, I kind of just want to go over what really changed for us um, to, you know, make us go on the journey of getting healthy instead of just thinking that starving is the way to go. So for what changed for me, um, I think the biggest turning point was when I passed out probably, I think it was like five times in the span of like six months, just from, you know, I wasn't eating and then I was working out too hard or I even passed out just sitting on the beach. Like I got up and I was like, oh my God, like I'm going to black out just because I was so undernourished. And I think that was the turning point where I realized you know, what I was doing wasn't giving me the results I wanted. I was never happy. I was always angry and cranky. And it was like, if what I'm doing isn't working, then maybe I should stop what I'm doing. And I think from that point forward was where I really dove into learning the actual truth behind fitness and not, you don't have to strive to be skinny. You don't have to starve yourself. There's none, you know, none of these things that I followed 
as like a Bible to myself were true. So I found, you know, Sedona's page and there's so much good information out there. You just kind of have to weed it out. And it was like, you know, reading books. I know people don't like to read books, but (laughs) reading books, watching YouTube, just finding these pages that actually spread the correct information. Yeah, I I totally agree. I mean, I'm going to get into it like before we close out this episode, but I think knowledge is power. Totally. It's the most empowered thing, empowering thing ever. Um, but I know for me, like my big thing was um, my family was did go on a vacation. And this was towards like maybe like a year or two after um, I was at my worst point with the eating disorder or the, the habits that I was, you know, fostering. Um, and I realized like, when I had to go on vacation, I was so stressed out because I wasn't able to track my food, even though I was like eating quote unquote healthy and everything. But I was like having almost a full on panic attack. And I was like, I cannot live my life like this forever. Like I'm not going to live my life tracking every single calorie to the gram. And I think that's where you really have to ask yourself like, yeah, this may be giving me abs right now, but am I happy? Am I like able to have a kid in the future? Like, you know, is my hair falling out all the time? Am I stressed out because I can't leave the house without tracking like my food? Like that's not sustainable. And I don't think anyone can live their life like that. So for this last section of this podcast episode, um, I just want to give you guys some advice. Now, obviously we're not psychiatrists and we can't really help you with eating disorders, but these are things that have worked for us that have worked with a lot of my clients Um, and I think that, you know, maybe you could try applying it. It's all trial and error and seeing what's right for you. So, um, besides the education part, um, I think Nina can agree that like one of the biggest things is like not thinking of food as just black and white, right? Yeah. That's like one of the biggest ones. There's no good Good or bad. bad. (laughs) It's just not a thing. I promise it's not a thing. Yeah. And, uh, and that's where everything is in moderation. So when I sign clients up with me, um, I like to send them a food list and I like to preface it that the food list that I'm giving you is a lot of healthy foods that are going to be, you know, low inflammatory foods that typically don't cause any like GI distress. Um, But there's also a disclaimer that, yes, these foods are very good for you. Like they're quote unquote healthy, but they're micronutrient dense. Um, But I want you to also incorporate foods that you enjoy that are fun that allow you to go out with your family. Um, and actually I know with Nina, something that we've implemented is just, um, on track days once a week. So how have those been going? So ever since I started working with you, having an untracked day is like the best part of my week. Um, I typically like reach for the same foods because like, I love what I eat every day. But instead of being like, oh, no, like I had to put this in my fitness pal and make sure, you know, I I hit my carbs exactly or my protein exactly. It's like, you know what? Maybe I do want two Girl Scout cookies today. And I do also still want, you know, chicken breast and a vegetable and all that. But it's like it allows me to continue eating what I want and just not have the stress of like tracking it. Yeah. And I think another big thing with that um, is – once you stop looking at foods as good or bad, you look at it as like, how does this feel when I eat it? And you know, like that type of thing, because like, if you eat like a cookie, like cookies, (laughs) cookies are not the best for my stomach. I'll tell you that right now. Um, but like if I, if my mom made me a cookie, like, of course I'm going to eat it. Like, I know that's a bad example. Um, but it just gives you that freedom to make the decision, not based on how you want to look, but how do you want to feel after eating that food? Um, And another really important thing 
um, to recognize is that moderation is key in any food that you eat. For example, like if I ate like three heads of broccoli, that's not going to be good for me. You know what I mean? Like I'm probably going to be very gassy for maybe like a whole week straight. Um, and it's the same thing as, like I said, with like something like chocolate, like if I eat a whole lot of chocolate, it's also not going to feel good. Um, so it's not so much like worrying about like, you know, if it's good or bad, but it's like, what does it do to my body? And another quick thing I'll mention is um, I'm someone who likes to be very like rational um, and I like education and knowledge. So for me, like I just had to check in with myself and be like, am I being rational right now with these thoughts? So um, if I like with the knowledge that I had, I was able to kind of say, okay, if I'm scared to eat 1200 calories today, like with the knowledge that I now gained, 1200 calories is not a lot for my body. So is that rational? No, that's not rational. And I kind of try and dismiss those thoughts. Um, but then again, another really great tip is to kind of go against your disordered eating thoughts. Um, so for example, if you think that you're going to blow up like a balloon, if you eat off of plan, um, I would challenge you to eat off your plan to prove to yourself that that's not going to happen. Um, and that's kind of what I did with Nina. I wanted, um, even though Nina's kind of past that, but I always think it's good to, even if for someone who's just been tracking macros chronically for like a really long time, just to give yourself a day to prove to yourself that you don't need to track your macros to the gram every single day in order to get the results that you want to get. Um, so yeah, so I think those are like the key points for me, but I know that Nina has a lot of insight because like I said previously, like she's had more, um, of the eating disorder rather than just, um, something like for me where I thought I was just doing the right thing and it was more of like a control thing. Um, so I'll give it to you, Nina, to finish it off. Um, so I just wanted to really finish off with, for so long, I didn't think I would get through it. Like, I thought this was how I was going to spend my life, like, looking at foods as good or bad or, you know, like, binging with my friends and then restricting myself for a week. And, like, I'm just kind of – it sounds so cliche, but, like, the living proof that, like, you do get through it. Um, and from, like, the eating disorder side, one thing that I – I don't know if I read it or I heard it from my therapist. Yes, go to therapy. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> yes, go it. to therapy. Oh, Please. wait, real quick. <laughs> Yes. Real quick, I will just say, um, I forgot to mention this, but if you are like me and you're a hermit and you don't like leaving your house, um, BetterHelp is the best thing ever because you can do it completely online. So totally look up BetterHelp if you want to get therapy and you don't want to leave your house. But anyways, go ahead, Nina. Yes, therapy. Like, I will push it, push it, push it on you. Do it. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I heard this in therapy. I probably did. And it really stuck with me about eating disorders. And it's that that voice in the back of your head, like... I don't know if you want to name her, whatever, <laughs> but she is not going away. She's always going to be there. And, you know, some days are harder than others and she's a little bit louder. But like as time goes, she gets so much quieter and you're able to just ignore her and like she's not there. And I think that was a big thing for me was because going through recovery and eating more and training right. I always had this voice in the back of my head saying like, no, you need to be skinnier. No, you need to restrict your food. And I was like, well, something's wrong. I'm not making progress. I'm not recovering because I still have this voice there. But you have to understand that that's always going to be there. You just get really good at ignoring it and being like, no, you're wrong. I can eat and I'm going to be okay. And something Sid and I were talking about is I've gone from being, you know, looking in the mirror and thinking, you know, why am I not getting smaller? Why am I not shrinking? And now like I look in the mirror 
And I'm like, damn, why am I not growing? Like, why am I not getting bigger? (laughs) Hell yes. (laughs) And I think that's one of the big things is, like, you need to stop thinking you need to take up less space. It's okay if you gain weight. It's okay if you lose weight. But you need to stop trying to shrink yourself to be happy. Amen. Yeah. No, that is um, that is so true just because, like, I think uh, being able to, like, not only gain knowledge to empower yourself, but also to, to gain muscle and learn how to grow your body. So that way, like, you're looking for the scale to go up because you're like, wait, if the scale goes up, that means I'm gaining muscle. Um, and as long as you're feeling good, sleep is good, all of that. Um, that's really what you want to focus on. And, you know, with my coaching, like, it's not just about the diet and the, um, like training aspect. It's also like, how's your sleep? Are you getting a normal menstrual cycle? Um, how's stress? How's digestion? Um, if you're not going to the bathroom once a day, that's not normal. We got to fix that, you know, those type of things. So you're not just so worried about like what you look like and the scale weight. Um, so yeah, so I hope that this helped you guys also just, um, like I said previously, like, um, if you do need help, uh, you need like therapy or this is something that you feel like you just can't fix on your own, then totally look into that better help I was talking about or just a normal therapist um, because, yeah, it's just your, your you know, mental well-being is just important as your physical well-being and you want to make sure that those are matching. So like I said, that's it for this episode. Um, but Nina, where can people find you? Uh, Instagram is the main way on my little fitness page. It's Nina K fit with a little underscore after it. (laughs) And I think that's it. Okay, cool. So if you guys want Nina to come back, let me know because I'll try and drag her back here. Um, but that's it for this episode. And as always, if you guys could just leave a review, um, that'd be great. Make sure you add your Instagram handle because once we get to 50 reviews, I will be picking a winner for a free month of coaching with me. Um, So have a great rest of your week and thank you so much for listening. If you did enjoy this episode, make sure to leave a review and share to social media. And if you are interested in hiring me as your coach, head to www.holdnothingback.net to apply.